Welcome to Vibe with Charmy. This is where we level up your life. If you're someone who loves self-improvement and self-care, then we're about to be friends. Let's get into today's episode. Building a business has to be one of the most riskiest, but most freeing endeavors you can take in your life. We are going to explore the pros and cons of opening your own business, how to find the type of business you would see yourself in, and how to build it in today's day and age. Welcome back to Vibe with Charmy, guys. This episode was a very popular question in my most recent story on Instagram that I did. I asked you guys what type of episodes you would like to see from me going forward, and by far, most of the votes were on how to build a business and how to start a fitness journey. So I wanted to start with how to build a business first. But before we go into today's episode, I would love if you could give a follow to the show on whatever platform you're on and leave a rating because it means so much to me and it helps other wonderful people like you find me. Okay, so firstly, let me tell you how I built my own business from nothing. I used to be a chef for a really long time. And I was in the food industry since I was 16 years old. I really did love it at first, but it wore me down pretty bad as the years went on. I was so young, I didn't really have the ability to conceptualize if I would want to scale that career of being a chef into my 30s, my 40s, and so on. I mean, I definitely could have, but did I want to was the bigger question. At a point, I started feeling pretty stuck. I felt like I couldn't start in another line of work because my whole resume was built on being a chef. It's where I got paid the most and I couldn't afford to start at the bottom of the wage scale when I started in a new industry again. I was living alone. I didn't have any help from my parents. I had to pay all of the bills. So continuing that line of work was all I saw in the near future. And I didn't know how long I was going to be doing it for. But then the pandemic hit in 2020 and restaurants, along with many other of the industries, took a really big hit. I was home for a really long time. At first, I was in denial and I thought it was a very temporary situation and within a few months I would have been back to work. So I spent a lot of my time without much thought behind it. But then a few months went on and as we know, COVID did not just go away. At that point, I needed to start thinking about what I was going to do. I grew up in a family with a very traditional mindset. Go to university, get a nine to five, work up the corporate ladder, and then live off your retirement. Even though I already broke this way of thinking by pursuing a chef career in itself, when it was time for me to start thinking about going back to school, I naturally thought of going for something I was raised to think would be considered more stable. Heavy on the air quotes around the word stable, guys. So I contacted a career counselor at a few colleges that I saw, and I was talking to one, and she asked me a few general questions to get to know me, and we landed on aesthetics. My whole energy lit up when I thought of pursuing this, and that's when I knew it was what I wanted to do. Mind you, salons also took a big hit in COVID, but I didn't exactly see it like that. I knew that I was going to make my own business of it. I didn't know exactly with a clear goal in my mind. I just knew that it was what I could really grow with. And that's all I needed. 
I started doing waxing from home when I was still in school and still going to work in the kitchens. I had a collapsible wax bed, a mini table, and a double wax pot, and I turned my living room into a mini salon. I didn't even have curtains in the beginning of this. I just knew that I loved waxing and I loved helping women feel good about themselves. I was living with Glenn still at the time, and I would have to work around his schedule to make sure that there was no crossover between my clients and him. But then I finally bought curtains, and then we moved to a place where I actually had a room and a door I could close. (laughs) I continued this for a couple years, and fast forward to now, I have my own business operating in a rented suite separate from my home. I have 100 reviews on Google, all of which are five stars. And my clientele book is so full where I could now turn my attention towards a new endeavor I want to excel in, which is podcasting. And I am so grateful for it all. It took a lot of work and a lot of determination, but it was so worth it in the end. I can't even imagine going back to depending on a day job as my full income. So now you know my story. Let's talk about the pros and cons I've learned along the way about opening up your own business and that way we can be fully equipped with the knowledge to get you to open up yours. Okay, so let's start with pros. Freedom of time. You can create a work-life balance. Ability to write off a lot of things for tax purposes being your own boss, and potential for as much growth and money as you can. Now cons. Potentially very difficult startup, sacrificing money and time. Full liability. You need to show a few years of tax reports and income in order to make big purchases like a car or home. And you're fully dependent on yourself to make things happen. That last one could be a pro or a con, depending on how you look at it. But I mean, I look at it as a pro, but it could also be a con. So in the beginning, I was juggling growing my business alongside my survival job. I didn't have as much freedom or time. I would work eight hours at my job, come home and take a couple clients after work, however many I could. I would work weekends, both Saturday and Sunday. I would give myself a morning, evening, or afternoon off here and there if I really needed it because I was getting burnt out, but never a full day. I couldn't say no to a client coming in for a service. There have been times that a client broke my policies, but I was still blamed for the shortcomings. I was fully liable for anything going wrong at any time. Luckily, I never got into a situation where I had to defend myself, but knowing that I held that risk every time I performed a service was definitely a little nerve-wracking in the beginning. I couldn't let go of my job for a while, even when I did get busy enough, because my job provided me something I didn't have yet with my business. Proof of income for purchases and financing things. And even to this day, when I get sick, I don't get sick days from work. I don't get benefits. I don't get insurance. But I worked past this place I was in. It took me a year and a half to grow to the point where I can live in the pros. I genuinely believe I would have gotten to it faster if it wasn't for me moving cities twice in between and starting my clientele from scratch, but that's life. Some people have also been doing this for longer and they haven't seen the successes that I am naming to you right now either. It really depends on your drive 
your determination, the knowledge that you equip yourself with, and how you chase your passions in this. I'm extremely grateful for living in a place of abundance with my business for the last year and some change. Now I have full control over my schedule. I take every Sunday off for myself, non-negotiably. If I want to take another time of the day off or even a whole day in the week for myself, my loved ones, for errands, for this podcast, I do it without even thinking twice. I write off lunches, the furniture I buy, and gas for taxes. I have an accountant that I give all of my receipts to and I don't have to give it another thought. And my appointment book is continuously growing and filling past what I ever thought it would be. I don't have to report to anybody about my day-to-day or big-picture decisions that I make, and it feels good. Being my own boss trumps any con that exists to me. To me, I don't even look at cons as a con anymore. I just look at it as a trade-off. It makes sense to me, and I wouldn't go back to working for somebody else. So now you have a picture of what it looks like on both sides of owning your own business. Now you get to decide if it is something you want to do for yourself. For the sake of my next point, I'm going to say yes, you are still interested in growing your own business. But also for the sake of you. For the sake of your growth, your investment, your discipline, your big picture, your freedom, and for the sake of of your commitment to you, yes, of course, you are still interested in creating your own business. Now it's just a matter of what kind of business do you want to make? Firstly, do you want to be a service-based or a product-based? For example, I am service-based. I choose to do a salon because I like being hands-on and having that human interaction. At the moment, the downside is that if I don't show up, I'm not making money. Whether it's a sick day or a vacation, I lose out if I'm not there. But that's something I can solve by hiring somebody and training them to be up to my standards. Product-based is good if you want to be more focused on the behind scenes of work like packaging and shipping. The downsides I see in product-based might not be downsides for you. I just personally get mentally exhausted by the idea of having inventory in my house, packaging and shipping them. But if that level of work sounds like something you would want to do, you have your answer right there. So after you figure out what kind of business model you want between service-based or product-based, you want to think about what is the business revolving around? Mine revolves around the beauty industry since I have a salon. I find it's easier and less pressure on myself if For this part, I make a list of things that I enjoy doing for myself. While I am making the list, I pretend like I'm not doing it for the sake of the business exercise. That way I can be more free-flowing about the things that go down on my paper. For example, just to name a few for myself, I love doing skincare, going to the gym, eating healthy, going to raves, meditating. So, If I'm service-based, I would choose to do beauty services like I already do. I could start personal training. I could do meal plans. I could do event planning and promotion for raves or mindfulness workshops. If I am product-based with the same list that I'm going off of for myself, 
I could create my own skincare line, a fitness apparel line, a superfood power blend, raving merchandise, or mindfulness journals. Anyways, these are just some ideas off the top of my head on both sides of the spectrum for a few things I listed for myself on my interests. Now, you need to figure out what you're interested in because you really need to be interested in it. You don't need to commit to this idea for the rest of your life, but you do need to enjoy it long term. A short term business venture is usually on a whim. Long term is where you see growth. If you don't enjoy it, you aren't going to want to keep pouring your energy into it to watch it grow. Now, I'm going to talk about some strategies that I use when building my business and creating a successful path for myself after I figured out if I really wanted to do this and what kind of business I wanted to make, how I'm going to do it, and how this can be a long-term growing part of my life. An online presence is the biggest thing that you can do for your business. Without an online presence, you are depriving yourself from a really big audience of people who want to come and find you, who want to come and support you. Word of mouth will always be one of the strongest ways of building your client book and increasing your revenue, but it is also a lot slower. To see your growth 2x or even 3x, an online presence is what really will put you on the forefront for people to discover you. I used Instagram and Google. So putting yourself on Instagram can be very nerve-wracking for some people. Having that online presence where you're showing your face or even posting might not come naturally to a lot of people. But I am telling you, it is really just a matter of habit. Start small. Get used to posting stories. They disappear in 24 hours. You're fine. (laughs) And then start making posts without your face in it. And then slowly do a get to know me post or a get to know me story and start showing your face maybe once or twice a week. If you start building the habit of showing your face online, it will get easier and easier. You will start to perceive yourself and judge yourself a lot less when you are putting yourself out there. Like at this point, I don't even think twice before posting a story with my face in it. I'll think twice about the message because I want to make sure that that has intention behind it. But as far as my face and how I look, maybe how my body looks, I don't give it a second thought because I'm like, you know what? Like, No one is looking as hard as I am, and I promise you, they're not. But they are looking at the message and the energy that they're getting from your social media. That's why I put a lot of emphasis on how am I making somebody feel when they are interacting with my posts, because it takes them interacting with my posts before they are about to come to me and support me with their money. They need to feel like they are supporting somebody that they actually want to support, that they like. They need to feel like they can trust you. So how are we supposed to build that report with somebody if they have nothing to work with, right? Put your face on there. Put your face on the social media. Don't even use a logo for your display picture on Instagram. Forget about it. They want to know that they are interacting with a human being somebody that is likable, somebody that they want to support. Interact with your audience. Think about who your ideal client is. 
usually my rule of thumb is I attract like-minded people. So I think about what would I want to see on social media from a business who waxes in my case? What would I want to see? And if I'm going to be honest, I want to see that they're relatable. It's one of the most basic pillars of human connection, relatability. So make yourself relatable, whether it is service-based or whether it is product-based, make yourself relatable to somebody. Figure out the platform that you're on. Do some research online and figure out the algorithm. Find out what kind of content of yours performs the best and then keep recreating that with a twist in some way. Think of your online presence as your online portfolio or your resume, okay? That is what people are going to be landing on when they want to find out more about you. Or if somebody new comes onto your page, what are they going to be seeing for why they should want to come to you? Next, put yourself on Google. Google business, think about it. When you are thinking about restaurants or food to eat at, what do you first do? I open Google and I start searching up food near me and a bunch of results come up for what is close to me and what is popular with good ratings. Honestly, if a place has less than four stars, I won't go to it. And that is the power of Google business nowadays. And that is the power of reviews and ratings. It's as easy as going on Google, typing up open Google business profile, and it will take you to the designated website for you to create a profile. You just input your information. You give your address so that Google can send you a postcard with a verification code on it. And then you put that verification code into Google, like your login information with the Google business profile. And you're open for business. You are now live, ready for people to find you and come to you and support your business. So once I have them in my door, at this point, Instagram doesn't matter. Google doesn't matter. Now it is up to me to perform at my highest functioning level to make sure that I am giving the highest level of service that I can. Because once I do that, now I will ask them at the end of the service, Would you be okay if I sent you a link so that you can give a review and rating on my Google business profile? It helps other people find me and helps me grow my business. And usually they will say yes. It's a hit or a miss. They don't always leave the actual review, but no one ever says no if you did a really good job and you guys were vibing and they liked you. So I shoot my shot. I give them the link and slowly but surely, these Google business reviews work for themselves. Here's how the algorithm works for Google business. If they see that people are trying to find you and you are responding to calls or messages that they're giving you, and then they're leaving you a review, that means Google understands that this is a business that people want to know about. This is a business that people like. Then they will be more inclined to show your business to other people who are searching for the keywords. Like for me, it's waxing near me, salon near me. Those are my keywords that I've set on Google. So 
I'm telling you at this point, most of my clientele is from Google to the point where I switched up my whole Instagram from waxing to be about podcasting because it's a very small amount of people that come from Instagram at this point. So if you are going to choose between Instagram and Google, go for Google. It will double your growth that you can have for your business. But I still very much do recommend opening an Instagram account to create more exposure for yourself. Nowadays, a lot of people are on TikTok too. TikTok was personally not very successful for me, but I know a lot of people who are successful on there. Personally, I think that I am going to put my energy where it's working. And for me, that was Instagram and that was Google. And now it works for itself. My business has come to a point where I don't have to do much for me to operate on a daily basis for it. And I know that that can be you too. These are just the basics of diving into how you can build your business and figuring out what you want to do. If you guys want a part two to this business building episode, then let me know because I would love to make that for you. I almost forgot that we do affirmations at the end of all of these episodes because I got so excited talking about today's topic. But today's affirmation is, I pursue my passions with purpose and intention. And that is exactly how we are going to succeed at anything that we put our minds to. And on that note, I will wrap up today's episode here. Come back to this episode whenever you feel like you need a good energy pick-me-up. I would so appreciate if you took the time to leave me a rating and follow my podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It really helps other beautiful people just like you find me. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And thank you for tuning in. We will get together again next week. Bye.